Hey, before you start today's episode, I just wanted to jump on in and tell you about something so very exciting. I am holding my first ever summit. The Rise Above Summit is going to be on the 20th and the 21st of March and the tickets to it are free. All you have to do is register at theriseabovesummit.com. Now, I have pulled together the most phenomenal lineup for you. Honestly, it's like a who's who of the online world. So if you have an online business that you want to grow, so you're either a course creator, a membership owner, or a coach and do offer group programs, then this is definitely the summit for you. You are going to learn everything you need to know from the best experts out there in terms of growing that business. Let me just give you a little rundown of some of the speakers that we've got speaking. We've got the amazing Amy Porterfield, who's going to be sharing with us about growing her audience and basically creating a million dollar online business. We've got the phenomenal Michael Hyatt, who is a New York Times bestselling author, who's going to be talking to us about getting organized in our business. We've got Mike from the Membership Guys, who's going to be talking about using free content to sell your online membership. We've got Lucy Street from Adobe Express sharing the secret source of social media. We've got Graham Cochran, who's talking about a million dollar life giving business formula. And I do an amazing interview with him. We have Adrian Salisbury talking about three keys to maximizing your own camera presence. We have Kirsten Miller, Mary Hyatt, Joy Ann Boyce. Uh, we have Fifi Mason, Robin Kennedy. We have Kylie Lang, Melanie Moore, Jen Lena, Natalie Bullen, Liz Mosley. Like the list goes on and on and on. We honestly have the most phenomenal people. We also have various different activities that you can take part in that go from meditation to tapping to doing marketing in 10 minutes. So we've got lots of fun things and there's also competitions to get amazing swag. So go and check out theriseabovesummit.com. It will be linked in the show notes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go and find it in my social media. Get your free ticket. And after you get your free ticket, you will be given the opportunity to upgrade to our VIP pass. And our VIP pass means that you can watch any of these sessions whenever you want. Because the one thing about putting on such an amazing summit with such a big and amazing lineup is that we can't fit them all in two days. And in order to fit them in, we're doing tracks. So you will get to pick between three different speakers of which one to watch live. And unless you've got the VIP passed, you won't be able to watch the speakers that you've missed. So do check that out as well. It's honestly going to be amazing. I am so very excited about it and I can't wait to see you there. You are listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast episode 49. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast, uncovering the secrets of effortless social media marketing for your business. And here is your host, Teresa Heath-Waring. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. How has your week been? I hope your January is going well. Is it still January? Let me think. Sorry, I had to look at my calendar then to see whether we were still in January. I know that sounds completely crazy, but obviously I record the podcast early, as in I batch content. So it's actually only the 11th of January when I'm recording this. So I hope you're having a wonderful rest of your January and I hope you've got it off to a great start. 
For me, January is all about taking action, setting me ready for the rest of the year and making sure that those things that I want to achieve this year, I am working on every single day. And actually, even though this podcast isn't about this, I just want to touch on that a minute because I never used to do that. I used to have these things written down and be like, okay, I want to achieve this this year. And I did that last year. So imagine going back to January, 2018, I sat there and went, right, this year I'm going to do this and this and this. And you know what? I didn't do them and I didn't even work towards doing them. So now what I do is because what I would do is I'd wait for the most ideal time or I'd be thinking, well, let me get all that done and then I'll work on that. Or let me take a week off and then I'll work on that on the week off. And of course, those times never come. You never get to take time off to chunk out a section of time to work on something that's on the business, not in the business. You often sit there and think, I'll do this later on today or later on in the week. And of course, your time just zips by, something happens, something comes in, and those things don't get done. So throughout last year, I did a lot of work on myself. I did a lot of work on the business. I did a lot of coaching and going to experts and getting great things. And this year, this is one thing I have noticed. Um, And I did start at the end of last year as well. But every single day, I write down the three main things that I'm trying to move forward. And even if I just do one little thing of that process, at least I've moved forward every single day. Even if it's just one hour of my day or half an hour of my day or 10 minutes, as long as it's something and I somehow move forward that day, even though it can seem incredibly so slow progress, at least I'm moving forward. At least every day I'm inching closer and closer to those things that I'm trying to achieve. So for me, January is all about doing those things, getting started on those things and making sure I got my year off to a great start. So, and it has gone really well. And I know it's only the 11th, even though you're listening to this later on in the month, but it has gone really, really well. So I really hope you've achieved the same. Anyway, on to today's episode. And you know what? I've just re-listened to this because I I think we recorded it before Christmas. And oh, wow, it's so funny. And it's such a good episode. And I, as I've sat here listening to it, this sounds really sad. I was actually sat smiling to myself thinking, oh, this is really cool. I love doing that. Had great memories from from it. We had a great laugh. And also, it's really funny because I listen back to myself and I am literally like, totally the student, sucking in every bit of information, asking all the stupid questions. And James Wedmore says there's never a stupid question. So you always ask the questions. But I really feel that on this episode, I am learning as much as perhaps my listeners do on the other episodes. So I'm loving this. Anyway, I've witted on and I haven't even told you who I've interviewed. So this week, I have interviewed the very lovely Elisa Meredith. Now, she is the content marketing manager for Tailwind, which is a Pinterest and Instagram scheduler and analytics platform. She is a sought-after speaker and teacher on Pinterest and promoted pins, and in particular has spoke at places like Social Media Marketing World, Agents of Change, and has appeared on places like the Art of Paid Traffic podcast and Social Pros podcast. Elisa will be the first to admit that she has spent a huge amount of time crafting her expertise in this area and realises that this is an ongoing process and that the learning never ends. And as I've already mentioned, she was a pleasure to interview. Now, like I said, I really do go to town on her in this interview in terms of picking her brains. 
because even though I'm a user of Pinterest and I love it, and I pin things that are personal things or things that to do with recipes or cooking or clothes or whatever it might be. So I'm a personal user, but I don't use it for the business and I really should be. So she talks about the fact that Pinterest is a virtual pin board where you can store ideas and images and articles, and it's more of a search engine. She also discusses the fact that businesses perhaps aren't using it because they feel that Pinterest really is for females who are getting married or want to decorate their home or whatever it is. And actually, she completely debunks that in the sense that obviously there are people like that on Pinterest, but actually there is a way in which pretty much any business can use it. And she honestly blows my mind with some of the stats that she gives me, some of the kind of results that she and her clients have got on Pinterest. And she also makes me aware that Pinterest is unlike any other social media platform. In fact, it's not even really a social media platform. It just happens to be lumped in there with everything else. So this is such a brilliant episode and I don't want to tell you any more about it because I want her to, well, I don't want to ruin the surprise. So I want you to kind of listen to it and hear the stuff she's got to say because I literally came off the end of this interview and my head felt like it had just blown up because it was such good stuff. So Pinterest is firmly on my board of things to do and I really hope it will be after this episode. Enjoy. So I am so excited to welcome to the podcast, Elisa Meredith. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Teresa. This is going to be fun. No worries. It is going to be fun. We've already been laughing before it started. So (laughs) so hopefully this is going to be awesome. Always a good sign. I like podcasts that I laugh my way through. They tend to be the best ones. I'm not sure that the listeners might agree because they're literally hearing me howl down (laughs) their headphones. But, you know, I think it's good fun. So I... I am so excited to have you on today. And we were just talking about before we came on, and I've mentioned in the intro that you are here to talk all about Pinterest. And I am so (laughs) pleased about it. And I'm pleased for a couple of reasons. Firstly, I love Pinterest and it's something that personally I use all the time and I really enjoy. And it's one of those social medias that personally I can get lost in. But also I have been so aware that it keeps coming up from a business point of view. And I feel like we're about to expose a hidden gem that loads of businesses don't know that actually it is way more powerful than they can even start to imagine. So I'm really excited to enlighten my audience and for them to hear all about Pinterest. But before we start, let's just give people a quick idea of who you are and how you got to be doing what you're doing now. Who am I? Uh, <laughs> so um, I I started off with uh, social media, really. Well, yeah. website design before that, but that was, I don't even want to think about that. I was so bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> And then content marketing. And then when this thing Pinterest appeared, I thought, well, what is that? And I started using it myself, like you said, as a user to kind of bookmark things I wanted to come back to later. Mm -hmm. I liked it for organizing things I wanted to do later. Um, But I I wanted to know what it could do for business. So I dug right into it and I wrote a little book about it um, just online. And and Mm -hmm. I started getting questions. Well, how do you do this? And and can you walk me through that? And eventually it was, can I just hire you to do this? And I thought, well, there, there's an idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I started pinning um, for people's businesses. And it was amazing to me how much traffic 
Pinterest could drive. So mm-hmm. for this this first client of mine on Pinterest, and anyone who's heard me talk about Pinterest is tired of the story, but um, is he gets more traffic from Pinterest than from every other source combined. No. Yes. So yes. if you added up all of his, I don't know, let's say Facebook Google, and Twitter and, and Pinterest is bigger. Pinterest is bigger than all social plus search engine traffic for him. Uh, that is crazy. Yeah, let me tell you the crazier part about it is that I still have access to his Google Analytics, mm-hmm. uh, even though I haven't pinned for him in maybe three years, and he hasn't pinned anything since then either. And that is still the case. He gets more traffic from Pinterest no. than everything else combined. And if that doesn't illustrate the power of Pinterest, I don't know what does. That is amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So what what was it initially that made you then go, like, like I said, you obviously liked Pinterest like me, but what made you kind of go, there is something really big going on here in terms of businesses for you to like even start at the very beginning, you know, even to pull that out to decide to write a book or anything like that on? Uh, curiosity, really. Okay. Uh, and I thought, surely there is a way to use it, but I couldn't really f- picture it in my head. Um, mm-hmm. But then you start to see how you act as a user. Okay, this is an idea. Basically, I'm saving ideas. And the reason you're saving the ideas is to act on them later. So I kind of like the idea of it being kind of a slow return, right? So so maybe not like Instagram or Twitter, you really are counting on getting your reward right then, right? It's going to be kind of instant gratification. And I liked the idea of the investment on Pinterest today paying off for months and years to come. And that can't, you can't illustrate that any better than with that first client. Yeah. who hasn't been in years and still that investment that he made is paying off today. And do you know what? That is such good foresight, isn't it? Because like you said, we live in a world now where everything is about instant gratification. Mm-hmm. We put a post up, we want to see people liking it. We want comments on it. We want, we want to see it immediately. And we want things immediately. You know, I am the queen of Amazon Prime. Good. You know, oh, it? it's like, literally, if I can't get it first thing tomorrow morning and I order it now, don't bother. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it, I, we live in this world and we constantly want that. So like you said, it's kind of a lovely idea of, of it's a platform where you're nurturing it and you're, you're doing stuff that not only is going to help some degree fairly quickly, but also long term. And what mm-hmm. other platform could you possibly say that about? Because I can't think of any of the stuff in my head. It's closer really to Google than anything else, right? So when you build a website, you're building it for the future. You know, Google's not going to pick you up immediately, usually. But the other thing is, um, it's kind of a personality thing. So I have tried with Instagram to have a beautiful, (laughs) beautiful (laughs) and to like create flat lays. And boy, that's just not me. You know, it's just not me. Yeah. I'm an introvert. And as much as I like people, I do not want to feel like I'm on display all the time. It's yeah. it's just not appealing to me. Pinterest, on the other hand, is what I like to think of as the introverts network. So okay. it's, really, it's, about, it's about me. It's about making my life better. It's about projects I want to try. Um, and then to expand a little on that, it's also about me and a very small group of friends. So um, like we were talking about before, my house was was very badly damaged in a hurricane. Mm-hmm. So I created a, a secret group board on Pinterest mm-hmm. about my new house and what it was going to look like and it has all the sections in it. And I invited my very close friends to help me collect ideas that will help me to build the house that I want. 
Um, so, so, well, I mean, that's social ish, but it's yeah. kind of like, it's on my terms. Right. Mm. And I'm not doing it to impress anybody or to make a certain image of myself. It's really about what I want for my future. And also, do you think that because you're sharing someone or you're collecting, it's probably mm-hmm. a better way of putting collecting other, other people's images, mm-hmm. therefore it's not like, whereas, uh, and I will happily admit this on my Instagram, I show you the best parts of my life, obviously. Oh, sure. I'm, does. Yeah. I'm not going to show you where I look dreadful or <laughs> you know, I'm having a terrible day or whatever. So for me, when you're showing the best part, it can feel a little bit egotistical. It can feel a little bit showy-offy, a little bit like, look at me. Uh, or again, you know, if you're putting pictures up of a house, going, oh, look at my house, isn't it beautiful? But actually by you collecting other people's stuff, it doesn't say that at all about you, does it? Because that, they're not your images. That's just right. you kind of showing, this is what I like. This is the type of place that I want. But Everybody, instead of people looking at it going, all right, stop showing off, which they might do in the UK. I don't know that they, you do it so much over in the States, but, but instead of people thinking that, they think, oh, how lovely, because it's, it's someone else's images and you're just pulling it together going, I love how this style looks or this style looks. So, so yeah. I tell you what, can, let's backtrack just a tiny bit. If someone's okay. listening and thinks, do you know what? I don't even have a Pinterest. What is Pinterest? Like, and why should I even start to imagine how I can use it for my business? Can you just explain? Because it is very different from every other platform. Oh, yes, it is. So what it it really is, is a virtual pin board, right? So if you can imagine that you have 40 cork boards on your wall and you have a different topic for each one and you're you're actually tacking up articles that you want to look at or reference later or things you want to buy or try later and you have them organized by topic, um, that's what you're doing on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. So for me, it really replaced uh, the the browser bookmarks because yes. I would see things I wanted to do or try or read later, and I put them there. But it's, it, you can sort of organize them. But I would much rather look at a at a visual representation of that idea mm-hmm. than try to remember what the link was called. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. It's a place to collect your ideas so you can easily reference them later. It's also a great place to search for ideas as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. Most of my searches on Pinterest probably are recipes and and home design. Yeah. <laughs> you can just find so many great things to do. And I think that's a fair point, actually, in the sense of, and this is maybe why businesses don't necessarily look at Pinterest because they think, how would they use it or how do I use it, you know? Mm-hmm. And obviously my Pinterest is open, you know, people can go and have a look and basically it's got things like clothes that I like or places I want to go, places I've been kids' bedrooms, uh, oh, dinner parties. I, when I didn't have my own business, I loved a dinner party. I can oh. tell you, I have not done a proper dinner party because <laughs> I haven't got time for that anymore. You know, but it's all those kind of nice things, also quite feminine things. Um, so me, for instance, as a social media person or uh, another business, how are they going to use Pinterest for them? Why would, why would we go on and use it? Okay. Well, I think it helps to start off as a user so you can kind of get a feel for how people use it and then kind of imagine how your product or service would become appealing in that setting. So the the thing you want to keep in mind with your Pinterest images is to keep it inspirational, keep it useful. So whereas on Facebook, you might be able to write a blog post and share an image that's like the the five reasons you failed on your diet this year. Right, okay. that could work on Facebook. Yeah, on Pinterest, 
um, you'd be better off to turn it to a positive. So the five reasons you're going to succeed with your diet this year. Okay. So it's the same content, right? Same topic, but you flip it so that it's, it's more inspiring really is the goal on Pinterest. Okay. So it would be a case of, um, then when you pin that image, you're using keywords. Is that right? So do you hashtag like you would in every other social or other social medias or is it in the comment or how do you get people to find the, that pin? Well, I think that's actually a different topic, which we can get to in a second. Oh. But but the key to the difference is that on, on Facebook, you can hit it a little bit more negatively. So the reasons okay. you failed, right? Yeah. On Pinterest, you need to go inspirational and encouraging the reasons you're going to make it this year, right? The reasons you will succeed this year. And I think, so, sorry, yeah. from what you've said and, and how I use Pinterest, that makes sense because... I don't ever go on Pinterest for negative stuff. No. All the boards I have are all positive. It's all like, you know, like you said, nice recipes you want to do or nice clothes you want to buy or or I've got a, a board, I think, um, I can't even think what I've called it, but there's like positive affirmations on there or business planning or personal yeah. development. And there's another board I've got. So like you said, none of them are kind of negative, are they? They're all very positive things. No. So I guess you the gotta... mindset is positive. Absolutely. And I've heard people say, Pinterest is my vacation from, from all the negativity yeah. everywhere else yeah. in the world. So play into that as much as you can. And clearly you can turn anything around to a positive. Yeah. I would just say if you do that and you're linking to an article that's called the five reasons why you failed on your diet, you don't, you know, yeah. that can still work, but give it a tagline underneath and the five reasons why you will succeed this year. So yeah. you have to make sure it ties in, but yes. the positive. Um, but you asked about keywords. So the keywords are going to be important in the description of the pin. Okay. They're also going to be important in your board titles and your board description. Okay. So, so the, just a little technical <laughs> Pinterest search tip. Yeah. When you create a new piece of content, you want to pin it yourself right away to your most relevant board. So let's say I've written an article about Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have a board about social media. I might have a board about video marketing and, and I might have a board about Instagram and then I might have a, grant, a board about Instagram stories. Okay. So it's obvious I need to pin it first to Instagram stories mm-hmm. because when you've claimed your website on Pinterest, which is just a little technical thing you can do and set up, it will, you'll see where to do it. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, they know that's your content. So when you save it to that first board with it, the real specific title, a specific description with good keywords, mm-hmm. that description and that title travel with that pin as it's shared around Pinterest. So it gives Pinterest more context of where to show it in search. Whereas okay. if you just ser- saved it first to your social media board, that's not as strong a signal about exactly what your content is. Okay. Would you then, because obviously you can re um, pin things, can't you? So obviously if I see something and I want to save it, that's when I pin it to one of my boards. Would you then go in and pin that initial one to the other boards or does it uh, like that? Sort of, sort of. Okay. <laughs> so I would, I, I, you should pin your content to every relevant board. So it would be relevant on all four on boards all that I named, yep. but you don't repin that pin. Right? Okay. So you don't go into Pinterest and say, save. And some, um, on some accounts now, you can't even do it. They've disabled that for, for repinning uh, your own. What you want to do is save it fresh. 
Okay, so four times you'll go in and save it. Can you save it with the same comment or the same description? You so- can. It might be you'll do better if you change the description because it will give you more opportunities to appear in search if you try different keywords on it. But you uh-huh. absolutely can. Like with Tailwind, what I what I will often do is use the interval pinning. So Tailwind is a an Instagram yeah. and Pinterest scheduling tool, and I'm the content marketing manager there. Um, but I've used it for many more years than I've worked there. Yeah. Um, but when I have a new piece of content, I will share it out manually, usually to the very first, to the most relevant board. And then I'll set up interval pinning. So okay. what that does is I can say, okay, here are my other three boards that's going to fit on. And so I want you to put my put it on this board. And then three days later, I want you to put it on the other board. And then three days later, I want you to put it on the last board. Okay. So you're spreading it out, but making sure it gets to all your boards. Okay. And then just because it's, I've just thought about it while you're saying it. So one thing that I do with Pinterest, not that I am pinning any of my own stuff, I have to say really bad. <laughs> We're going to change honestly, that. <laughs> you should look at it. You're going to look at my stuff and you're thinking, no, what I are you should. doing? I am literally just like, oh, here's a nice recipe. Or here's a thing. I'm not marketing via Pinterest at all. And this oh, one of the hurt. great reasons I wanted you on because I know I should be. Mm-hmm. And actually I say to people, I'm on Pinterest but they won't find any of my stuff. And obviously every blog I do, every podcast episode I do, like, what am I doing? I know, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I need a break. (laughs) You just go and have a lie down. And no, (laughs) she's drinking gin, by the way. Like she's making it like it's water. It's not, she needs a drink. I've literally drove her to it. (laughs) Of course, and it's earlier for you. I'm thinking that gin's okay. It's only three o'clock, yeah. Oh yeah, three three o'clock's fine. I mean, it's fine. Eight o'clock here. So you passed 12, always good past 12. Um, (laughs) So, but one of the things I do with Pinterest, which is really bad, well, I'm assuming it's really bad. You're going to tell me. Is this true confessions? Yeah. (laughs) Every every episode of my podcast, it's like like a confessions, honestly. (laughs) These four people, they listen to me like, oh, not again, Teresa. (laughs) Um, You you need to get some help though. (laughs) So, um, So one thing I do is I will go on and have like, a whole session of like pinning and liking and whatever, oh. doing that. And then I disappear for like you're ages. Binging. Yeah. You're so binging. I'm assuming you're going to tell me that that's not great. It's not great. But I mean, you're, you're using Pinterest personally, mm-hmm. right? So who cares? <laughs> you yeah. know, you're not, you're not using it to grow your followers. You're not using it to get traffic. So you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Now, when you start using it for business, yep. that is bad, right? Okay. So you need to be pinning consistently, which means pinning every day yep. and not in a flurry, right? So you're going to use a scheduler like like Tailwind because yep. you're going to want to pin in a flurry because, oh, here's my hour to pin. Yeah. I'm going to do it all now. Sure. You can do it all now, but do it with a scheduler that will keep you active throughout the whole week or month or whatever you decide to schedule that, that time. Okay. So I've got to pin something every day. Does it have to be daily or just consistent? Oh, it has to be every day. Okay. <laughs> just, yeah. you, that's fine. I follow rules really well. <laughs> oh, good, okay. tells me I'm very well behaved. I do Excellent. as I'm told. So I've got to pin every day. And mm-hmm. um, with the scheduler, uh, with Tailwind using uh, as a scheduler, mm-hmm. do you ha- pin at certain times? Do you pin? Uh, and I'm asking the most basic stuff. You're probably sat there thinking, oh my no, God, we're talking about this. But is it at specific times? Does it matter? Could you literally do it? Because one thing, in case people haven't used Pinterest, it's not quite the same. 
So for instance, like you'll be able to see on Twitter, if I was tweeting out the same time every single day, you'd be able to tell because you'd see it in my feed and it's obvious to see because it's just one long timeline. Whereas although Pinterest has changed up and there's different views, if you're looking at the board view, you can't necessarily see what time I'm pinning it or can you? I didn't think you could. No, you okay. can't. No one's going to notice. Um, but the thing about Tailwind is that it will actually look at your followers and when they're most likely to be active and engaged and suggest those times for you. Oh, so what cool. you end up, yeah, what you end up with is a schedule um, with slots in it of all the most of all the best times for you to pin. And the reason why that's so important is because when you share out your content, Pinterest is watching to see if your followers engage with it. Mm-hmm. Now, of course anyone could engage with it, right? And so most of the activity that happens on Pinterest happens in search. So you're going to get a lot more activity than just from your own followers. Okay. But the, the strongest signal to Pinterest that, hey, this is good content, I should distribute it more, is the reaction of your own followers. Okay. So, so when you pin at the times when they're most likely to be on and engaging, you're giving yourself the best shot at getting distribution for your content. So is it a bit like uh, with Instagram speed of response. So the quicker that people pick it up when you put it on, the more Mm -hmm. likely it is to show more people, even though with the algorithm, it kind of doesn't matter. And I guess the same with Pinterest, because once it's there, it can still go viral at much, you know, a time later on, because Mm -hmm. if people pick it up then, but basically they want to see straight away, ideally, if people are interacting with it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So there, there are a couple of reasons why I mean, people for a long time were saying you should delete pins that don't perform well Mm. because it seemed logical that if you just kept the pins with good engagement, that would bring your overall account up and that would be a good idea. So delete pins that don't get engagement. The problem with that is Pinterest is looking for that engagement, right? You know, pretty quick. So by the time you figure out that this is a dud, it's too late. Doesn't matter. It's not going to help. The other thing is that Weird things happen on Pinterest (laughs) and and a pin that does not take off at first can after a few weeks or even months sometimes take off. So it's not only a waste of time, it's also a possible missed opportunity. So Mm -hmm. just don't, don't delete pins. Okay. So tell me briefly about the comments, because I remember some time Mm. back and I'm talking years that and I could be saying this all wrong, but you used to put hashtags on and then I think they said, don't do hashtags anymore. And now I don't know. So <laughs> is it just a comment or is it hashtags? Uh, both. Okay. So your comments and like your board titles and board descriptions are going to help you in search forever. Your hashtags are going to help your content get found fast. So mm-hmm. if you do a hashtag search on Pinterest now, you're going to see that it the the display is almost exactly in chronological or reverse chronological order. So the the first one you see was 12 seconds ago, a minute, two minutes, and so on down the page. So don't go back and put hashtags on your old pins. It won't work. Um, It doesn't work on repin. Yeah, just put them on your fresh pins and they can appear in search. Um, At first I said up to 20 and then it was, I think five or six. And now they're saying one to two. Most people are sticking to something around three or four. Okay. <laughs> Let's just be reasonable. Yeah. And are we trying to be really specific? So again, sometimes the larger, and I keep likening everything to Instagram because one, as I said, that's where I'm working quite hard at the moment, but it seems to me that I can pick up some 
similarities. But so for instance, on Instagram, I wouldn't go for the massive hashtags because they're too big. So Mm -hmm. I would go a bit more specific and, you know, put another word again. So for instance, um, I mean, social media is, is a, fairly full-on hashtag anywhere in the world, let alone yeah. on one of those platforms. But for instance, you could go with social media management or social media marketing, and that will help a little bit. So is that mm-hmm. the kind of thing that you would suggest doing on Pinterest? Yeah. And I would think about the types of hashtags. So, you know, whereas on Instagram, Instaquote might, might be a good hashtag. I don't really know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not, it's not on, on Pinterest at all, right? Or anything like yeah. that quote of the day it's it's that's they're not not the type of things it's more Mm. proper search stuff isn't it rather than um i don't know what how you would describe that i'm sure someone could think of a very smart word and there probably is a smart word out there but (laughs) almost kind of like lifestyley commenty type hashtags you're talking more and i guess what i would deem more as a keyword if someone was searching for that thing on google what word would they search for yeah that's a great way of putting it yeah okay so that's awesome. So we've got some comments, we've got some hashtags. So tell me about the image itself. So we've talked about using blogs and, and podcast episodes and putting them out there the same way as I would. Oh, it's embarrassing. So I do it everywhere else. I just don't do <laughs> okay. So, okay. But I just, I want to clarify one thing though, because um, you mentioned comments, but really what, what we were talking about was description. Your sorry, description. description. Yeah. So there are comments on pins. They're, okay. they're not used that often. They're, they're probably mostly used on things like recipes or projects that people do themselves. Um, you can upload a photo. If you made a recipe, you can upload a photo of it and then make comments like, this recipe was great, but I added more cheddar or, or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so people do use those and they're great. It's different from the old style of comment, which um, wasn't super valuable for most users. Uh, these are good, but that's, that's totally different from a description. So description is obviously the bit that you write about your post and then comments are if people are commenting on your pin. Yeah. Okay. So I need to just remember in my head that I want to ask you about engagement on Pinterest. We'll come back to that, but let's go back to the image. So the image itself, obviously size wise, it's completely different to everything else. Oh, of course. (laughs) Of course it is. To make our life even harder. (laughs) Yeah, right. So you can use square images, but the recommended ratio is two to three. So just think of it in terms of pixels, 600 by 900. Yeah. And we're talking wide by long. Yes. Yeah. So you can go a little bit longer than that before you get cut off, but 600 to 900 is about, is about right. Okay. Yeah. So it, but if you were, let's say, let's say you're going to make an image for this podcast episode Yeah. and I don't, I don't know, maybe you'd have your face on it and my face on it uh, mm-hmm. and the topic uh, that doesn't work on Pinterest. Right. Oh, okay. So, right. And you might, maybe you'd even just have a quote that yeah. could work on Pinterest, but what's going to work better is perhaps your, the title of the episode or a, a revised title of it. So it might be seven things you need to know about Pinterest for business. Okay. Right. As opposed to a picture of you and me. Nobody, yeah. people don't care. <laughs> on Pinterest, right? What do you mean? They don't, they don't appreciate our beautiful faces on Pinterest that much. <laughs> what they want to know is what can this do for me? So very actionable, very... Yeah you know, steps or, or, but always positive. Always positive, always approachable. Okay. Right? So sometimes you look at Instagram and I'm not knocking Instagram because it has a place and I love it and I buy yeah. stuff on Instagram. Um, but Pinterest is more like, Hey, I can do this. 
Yeah. Right. When I look yeah. at Instagram, a lot of times I feel yeah. like, oh, that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. No, I know what you mean. I totally yeah. know what you mean. Oh, that's lovely to look at. That's not my life. No, no yeah. never will be. But on Pinterest, it is. It's like I could make that part of my life. So, how can yeah. you present what you're offering as a way to enhance someone's life, either their business or their home or or whatever it is? Mm. How you're going to make their life better? I love that. And do you know what? This whole conversation so far, you've literally made me think. The stuff you said, I've gone, of course, that makes perfect sense. But I hadn't even thought about it. I hadn't even thought about the fact that people like the positiveness of Pinterest. Hadn't thought about how it makes me feel when I'm on there. And that it's actually something that not only do I want to aspire to, but also that's achievable. Because as you've said, on Instagram, I follow people that I would aspire to be like, but actually, do I think it's achievable? Not necessarily, you know, there's some mate. like, is it Ashley Graham? Is it Ashley Graham? Who's like a, they call her a plus size model. She's not plus, I can assure you. She's like, just got a bit of a couple of curves, but she's like (laughs) stunning. And I look at that and think, oh, that would be amazing. Is it going to happen, Teresa? Not in a million years. Mm. (laughs) It's like you said, when I look at my Pinterest board, I feel like, oh, I could make that room look like that. Or I could cook food or I could make my table decorations look that beautiful at Christmas, which is what I've been searching for at the moment on Pinterest. Uh, um, so yeah, everyone else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I love that. I love that thought. So, okay. So we've talked about I, content. But I, but I, Sorry, I do, I want to, to give you a break because <laughs> I, I feel like you're saying it's my fault. I should have thought of this, but here's the thing. Pinterest is not social media. It gets lumped yes. in social media, yeah. but it really is a search and discovery platform. There isn't anything quite like it. So I think people default to that idea of, okay, it's social media. How can I use what I know about social media and make it work on Pinterest? Yeah. You can't, you can't, but that is, that's how almost everybody goes into it. So um, it shouldn't be surprising, right? It's a yeah. total mind shift. If yeah. you're used to social media, Pinterest is kind of a mystery until you really break it down and think about how you use it. Cause that's yeah. how everybody uses it. That's so good. So, so, you, so good. you're okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, thanks. I'm, glad <laughs> that awesome. I, I'm, sorry, I think I'm just going to give up my job. What am I no, talking no, about? No, you're, you're... <laughs> so, okay. So obviously, because we do liken it to the same as all the other social medias. And one mm-hmm. thing that I go on about, and one thing, in fact, I had Tyler J. McCall on a few weeks ago talking about Instagram. And he said that actually you should engage way more than you post. So, and for me, engagement is something I talk about all the time on social media in terms of the other platforms. So tell me how that works with Pinterest, because is it similar? Do I need to, do I need to go and like other people's pins and comment on their pins? Do I need to reply to people's comment on my pins if they comment? Is it the same or is it literally posting? Did you know you can't even like pins anymore? Can you, oh my God, see, that's how bad I am. (laughs) I didn't even know. I I think I obviously didn't like many. I used to just <laughs> save all the ones I liked. But I didn't know you couldn't do that. Oh, oh no. And so to me, that really illustrates um, yeah. the point that that kind of engagement is not important. That they're not looking I, for it. No, I used to do it just to say when someone pinned my content, just to like I say, quick thank you by liking it. Yeah. thinking that engagement might help them a little bit. But really the kind of engagement we're looking for is for people to save our pins. Okay. So it's interesting what, because ultimately what we want is traffic from our, from Pinterest to our website and, and what gets traffic versus what gets, um, saves is sometimes a little bit different. So for instance, um, 
infographics, yeah, will get so many saves generally, right? Because yeah. they're useful. You can look at them right on the screen. Yeah. But if you give it all away in your infographic, they don't click. So you've got to have that that happy in between spot of making mm-hmm. it super appealing to click and col- like to co- collect as mm-hmm. an idea to reference later, but also keep a little mystery so they have to click. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Mm. So actually thinking about all the other platforms that I use and all the other platforms that I promote my, um, my stuff and client stuff through, the engagement is so important and that takes the time. So actually Pinterest for me oh, you're should, love it. should be like one of the most easiest platforms I'm doing because the posting is the easy bit. Like once you've worked out and don't get me wrong, this takes some time and obviously people have to work this out as they're doing it like you said, there's a formula to posting. There's definitely a formula to, is it the right kind of image? Are you saying the right thing? Have you got the right comment? And it's not comment, it's a description. description. Uh-huh. See my head's thinking, come on. you've got the right description. Have you put the right hashtags? Once you've kind of worked out that formula, then actually that's not difficult, you know? And, and I, I talk all the time about all the many things that you can post on social media. And there really is a lot of stuff you can say. Sometimes when you're sat in the moment thinking, what am I going to say? That's difficult. But actually, for me, especially, I have so much content that I've put out there through blogs and through podcast episodes that actually we could sit down and create hundreds of pins. Because presumably as well, I can talk about one podcast in two or three different ways and pin oh, yes. it two or three different ways. Yeah. Three different images, three different descriptions. Yeah. Okay. And then tell me just briefly about the images, because one thing that I used to do on Pinterest, very similar to Instagram, is I only liked or saved beautiful images. And if they weren't beautiful, I literally wouldn't like, this is so bad. But with recipes in particular, some of the pictures were ugly. And even though I might look at the recipe and think, oh yeah, I quite fancy that. I wouldn't pin it because I just think, oh no, it makes my board look horrible. I'm very aesthetic. <laughs> I tell. I like nice looking things, honestly. <laughs> well, sure, everybody does. But, but I do want to tell you that people aren't looking at your boards. Okay. So they're literally just searching and finding that thing. Yeah. So, and does it matter to people how beautiful the pin is now? Or because it does matter. Yeah. So it does ob- matter. So obviously so, you want that image to be good still that you're putting up there. It needs to be professional looking at okay. the very least, right? Blurry, hard to read. That's no good. But, but there are different standards. So like you said, a recipe image, there mm-hmm. are so many gorgeous food images out there that you're yeah. not going to bother pinning an ugly one just because you don't want to look at it. Um, yeah. even, even knowing that it doesn't really... Like people aren't going to look at your board and think, oh, I can't believe she pinned that ugly image. <laughs> what is wrong with her? She's <laughs> terrible. Um, because almost all the activity in Pinterest is happening in the search. So there's okay. very little browsing going along. So that means don't worry too much about organizing your boards or board covers. People, it doesn't matter. But if you are in the food industry or travel or fashion, you really need to step it up yeah. <laughs> because yeah. people have a high expectation. There was a pin for a moving company that was, it was just like the picture, the a picture of the back of a moving truck with just a plain old bulleted list about things to do when you're getting ready to move. And it was directed mm-hmm. towards um, people going to college or something. It was for a finance company, I think. Anyway, it was ugly. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like hideous ugly, but just ugh, oh, beautiful, not pretty. 
that pan did amazingly well because of the subject matter. Yeah. Right. So if, if you can get away with a little bit more, if you're not in one of the most popular topics, but, and here's another one. I I work with a lot of teachers, pay teachers, sellers. Mm -hmm. So with their authors who write teacher resources and sell them to other teachers, you might buy a lesson plan for teaching subtraction to second graders, for instance. Um, because for you and I, when we think about a Pinterest image, it's usually it's usually very feminine. Yeah. Um, it's very pretty. The colors are nice. Um, teachers pay teachers sellers. Theirs are like black backgrounds, primary colors, just very, to me, very uh, kind of in your face, yeah. <laughs> right? So it really depends on your industry um, what's going to work. But what I suggest you do is do a search for how you'd want to be found and see what's what kind of trends you see mm-hmm. and what appeals to you. So yeah, that's really that's a really good point. Like you said, if you're in an industry that is a highly competitive on Pinterest, which are a lot of feminine or kind of um lifestyle type pins, aren't mm-hmm. they? And that's still the case, isn't it? Oh yeah. Um, then obviously you've got to work really hard to get your pin seen. But actually if it fits with your brand, which is always the case everywhere, if if that fits with what you would expect to see for that brand, then that's going to be okay. You know, like you said, with the teachers and then the other example you gave. So is there any industries that you're kind of, that you would go, do you know what? Or, or is there particular industries that you go, do you know what? Pinterest is not for you. Or do you see that there is a way for everybody? Someone, I sometimes will ask people, okay, throw it at me and I'll try to make it fit on Pinterest. Yeah. And they gave me a funeral home. And I thought, oh, okay, you win. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's so funny because there's a funeral home that keeps coming up in my Instagram feed. I never saw oh. trying to tell me something. But they're, they're, like, they're on Instagram. And I looked at them and I looked at their engagement. And I have to say it really wasn't great. But fair play to them. They're trying like they're really trying. hard. Okay, but, maybe on Instagram, maybe. It's still kind of a sensitive subject for Instagram, but, um, no. So Pinterest, no. Um, the other things that are, can be very tricky is if you only have a very local business where it's only available people who could walk into your store. Okay. Um, that's hard because you're going to get so much traffic from people who are completely unqualified. Yeah. So the best thing to do in that situation is probably to use Pinterest for promoted pins where you can target people who live in your area. But it, it, I mean, it's, it would be a lot of work to make it really work just for your local area. Yeah. Okay. So do you know what? There's so much we could talk about and I could talk all night and, and obviously I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how long people can listen for, but one thing I want to ask before we finish is mm. you've touched on the promoted pins. Now Mm -hmm. I've talked on the podcast many times that I am a huge advocate of Facebook advertising. And although Facebook has seen a fairly strong decline in people liking it very much at the moment, still for me, from an advertising point of view, it's up there. It's huge. Mm -hmm. And and one I will always kind of push. I have never done Pinterest advertising, not even looked at it, not even seen it, to even pay huge amounts of attention to it. So tell me a little bit about Pinterest advertising. Tell me, is it worth it basically? Okay. It certainly can be. So this is kind of my favorite topic. And I even wrote a blog post about Pinterest advertising for Facebook advertisers because like like you, I have talked to so many people like you who are into Facebook and then they go on Pinterest to advertise and and they just are completely lost, which 
blows my mind because Facebook is so much more complicated. Yeah, there's a lot to Facebook. Yeah, it really is. So Pinterest is pretty simple. You can target by things like gender, um, device, which can make Mm -hmm. a huge difference in both your cost per click and also your conversion rate. Um, You can target by a visitor list of people who've gone to your website or a certain page or certain Mm -hmm. section of pages. You can target people that you've uploaded, so your customer list. You can also target people who have engaged with any pin that goes to your website. So yeah. this is something I don't think Facebook or anybody else can do. But if if you if you start <laughs> pinning your content to your blog, yeah, and when then, I start, yeah. <laughs> when you start, um, and then I see your pin and I save it, and then my friends sees that pin that I saved and clicks on that pin and goes to your website, or even just saves your pin. You can now target my friend. Okay. Because they had an interest in your content. So yeah. what you're doing is you're basically taking advantage of my audience. Yeah, yeah. Right? Which That's is awesome. great because awesome. they're they're a little bit warm. They, they wanted your content. Yeah. Uh, so you can retarget that way. And then when you find an audience like that that works, you can create an act-alike audience, which is like Facebook lookalike. Look-alike. Yeah. Only it's not based on demographics. It's based on behavior and interest. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's that's a powerful way to target people. So is there something particular you would advertise or not advertise? So for instance, uh, again, some of the things I say is um well one, I don't I don't want to spend money unless it's gonna take them somewhere and do something. So mm-hmm. often on Facebook and and the main ads that I run personally are lead magnet ads. So they're mm-hmm. an ad offering some free content. Obviously, they're gonna to go to a landing page. On the landing page, they'll then put in their details. And I'm, and I guess with that ad, I'm not concerned. They're not going to my website. Do I think the same way or do I think differently? Do I need to be thinking I want them at my website? I would say it's a little bit different. So people from Pinterest, because of that slightly different mindset, they're motivated to do something right then. So if you take them right to a landing page where there's nothing on it, but a sign up form. Yeah they may be more likely to bounce. Okay. Right? Because they, they want something. They want something right away. So I, I would make the landing page a little bit meatier yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. for a purpose visitor. Um, yeah, I would, I would do that a little different. The other thing is if you had, say, a course launch or an event or um, in some cases a sale, be really conscious about that because your promoted pin, once you stop running your promoted pin, that pin is still out there right? So it's not just your version of the pin. Uh, it's everything everyone else has saved, which is wonderful, right? You can get yeah. a whole bunch of basically free <laughs> free traffic yeah. because of your promoted pin. So I think now they're saying it's about, you get about 20% more action on your promoted pin than you pay for because of that downstream effect of people saving your promoted pin. But like you said, unlike Facebook ads, when I'm, I literally, I have the same lead magnet that I turn on and off and on and off, depending on what I'm doing and what I'm leading into and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But like you said, that won't be the case for Pinterest because it's out there and it's being repinned. And, and again, unlike Twitter, where, and I don't do a huge amount of Twitter for advertising purely because I've tried it and it just didn't do a lot for me. I didn't think it was worth the money. But unlike Twitter, it disappears because it's down that feed. So even though it still exists somewhere, it no can one's be gonna considerably find it, right? like <laughs> yeah. a long way away. Whereas with Pinterest and the way that Pinterest works, it can keep being found because yes. 
people can keep pinning it. So a great point. If I was doing an open cart scenario and it was going into closed cart, I may not want to use that tactical or use that to advertise. I might want to use it for an ongoing uh, brand awareness, you know, building my profile and even lead magnet if it's a long-term open lead magnet, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I've got yeah. to be aware that that's on Pinterest and it's staying open. Absolutely. And I, I see that as a ben- like a bonus, right? Yeah, and yeah. I like a bargain, right? So that's kind of a bargain. Yeah. But the other, other thing to note is that you can run a promoted pin that is called removable. Oh, okay. So it's a gated feature, I think. So you have to ask to have it turned on. But um, basically, it means that once you start running that promoted pin, it's gone. And also, there's no save button on it. So people can't save it. But I don't want to do that because I want my bonus. <laughs> so yeah. what, what you could do um, is if you had an open cart thing or a limited, t- limited time sale is probably a better example. Um, when that sale ends, uh, you just make sure you update that URL so that when people get to it, because they will, they have somewhere else to go. Yeah. So if the item is out of stock, you're going to say, oh man, you're sorry, you missed it, but here's, you're going to like this instead. Or, mm. um, you know, if the sale is over, just make sure you mention yeah. that or just make it so that it doesn't feel like it's expired. That's the last thing you want is someone's yeah. first experience on your website to be, oh, I can't get what I want. Um, but there is a lot of value in just sending traffic to your website, right? Just to warm them up so yeah. that you can retarget them on Pinterest. You can also retarget them on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So sometimes it's just worth yeah. it to pay for clicks when you can get them cheap, which sometimes you can. And just give me a, an idea of like, is there a minimum budget? Mm-hmm. It, what, what, what do you have to pay to kind of start advertising? So the minimum cost per click bid that you can make is 10 cents a click. Okay. Um, in some industries, you pay less than that, which is yeah. amazing to me. And some, it's a lot more. Yeah. Uh, when you get in there and you start going to set your bid, it's going to give you a suggestion for what would be a really strong bid. And sometimes it's crazy high, at least in my opinion, like yeah. $4.50 a click. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't want to uh, <laughs> No, but you don't have to to get the yeah. results. So um, if it says it's too low, uh, sometimes your ad just won't serve. If it says it's low... Your ad will probably serve. You may not get all the impressions you want, but you're yeah. not going to have to pay too much money. So that's kind of my where I try to start. Yeah. Every once in a while, you get some kind of mysterious. This is a strong bid, and it's you know twenty five cents or something. And that's that's wonderful. But um, but as far as per day, I never go below five dollars per ad group. Yeah. Because okay. I feel like when you do that, it's going to take you so long to figure out if yeah. that ad group is working that you're wasting money. So just yeah. do it until you figure out what's working, tweak it. Um, I also, you probably do this in Facebook ads too, but I will run a campaign for a certain piece of content usually. Um, and then inside that campaign, I have different ad groups with a different targeting. So okay. I might start them all yeah, yeah. off at $5 yeah. a day and then adjust it as it goes. Yeah. So okay. especially when you're starting out new, yeah. make sure you have enough budget to test things against each other. Absolutely. And and then, like you said, you know, it only has to run for, I guess, a few days. In 48 hours, I would suggest in Facebook, but I'm assuming something similar. Well. Oh, oh no. Well. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different with Pinterest, as everything okay. is a little different. For one thing, you want to start way early. So um, if, you, if you feel like it's good practice to start 30 days before a season or an event on yeah. Facebook, you probably want to start 60 days ahead on Pinterest okay. because people start planning early. The other thing is that um, if you're tracking conversions, 
on yeah. Pinterest, that is generally about twice as long as it is on Facebook too. So okay. if you need to run an ad for two days on Facebook to see if it's going to convert, you're going to need to run it at least four on Pinterest, probably okay. more. The other thing I've noticed recently, too, is that it can take three to five days to for it kind of to find its spot yeah, in yeah. the feed. So it doesn't it doesn't spend your whole budget the first, second, third, fourth day, and then like seems like by the fifth day maybe it seems mm-hmm. to level out. So give it a it little sounds, time. It sounds really similar to like Google Ads. It sounds like it, yeah, the way you're talking and kind of the bidding strategy and the because although Facebook has the select it for cost per click or conversion or whatever, or, you know, and you set your daily budget, it does sound a little bit different because it will spend your budget. So if you set Facebook ads at £5 a day, it's spending £5 a day. So whereas Google AdWords wouldn't necessarily do that, it would, you know, sometimes you'll set up a budget and it'll go, we just haven't had a chance to spend it because no one searched or, so that's where I guess it differs, isn't it? Yes. And I would say that that's probably the biggest challenge when running Pinterest ads is actually getting the budget to spend. So it's that balance between, okay, I want to use phrase match keywords because I know they convert better, but I'm only getting 500 impressions a day. It's going to take me forever to spend my budget. Whereas I know if I target broad match, it's not going to convert as well, but I'm going to get the impressions. Well, kind of my, my compromise for that might be to, there's a little option in Pinterest where you can expand targeting. There's a little Mm -hmm. box under the keyword, which is always checked on, which people don't always notice. Um, But what that means is that Pinterest is going to look at your pin and the description and figure out where it thinks it should show your pin. Um, That can actually work really well to get you the impressions you want and it can convert really well too. So I, it doesn't always work, but it's worth a try. Yeah. Do you know what? I honestly, I feel like I've had my brain blown a bit. It's oh, like, sorry. Like, no, but in <laughs> such a good way because I just, okay. it, the thing is, like I said, you, you know, I work in social media, I've done it. I've, I'm on Pinterest as a person and, and I <laughs> kind of thought I knew how to turn that in. And I knew I should be posting as a, as a more from a business strategic point of view and kind of getting my stuff out there. And I haven't been, and I had downloaded some freebie things before. Um, in fact, I did go on and, and download with some of yours yesterday to oh, just have a look. But stuff you. I've done previously, do you know what? I've gone through like a little mini course with someone and the what you've just told me about has completely made me go, that makes perfect sense. Oh, and I so didn't cool. know that before. So cool. honestly, well, I'm so grateful because that was yeah. amazing. I'm so glad. And, and I can't take credit for it because, because I work at Tailwind and we're a Pinterest partner. We get to every once in a while <laughs> talk to Pinterest. So Exciting. in April, I got to interview the product marketing manager wow. live on Facebook for an hour and a half. And nice. she answered every question that I could possibly find from everyone I knew. Um, and it really helped clarify so many things. Yeah. Um, and I just want to give you here's a little unsolicited advice. (laughs) So because you have never used your account to market your own business, you're going to need to start a new account. (gasps) Oh no, because I was really excited that I'd got like 2000 followers. You know what? No, here's the problem. They've, they're following me for my dinner party pictures. (laughs) That's the problem. That is why if you did that now, 
your engagement rate would be terrible, right? Because they do yeah. not care about social media. They care about your recipes or whatever you're oh, saving. Man. And I know, I know it's bad news, but um, I'm sorry. It's going to be much more effective if you start over. Start again. Okay. And you know what you could do? Um, yeah. This is what I do. I've gone back and forth with that. And mine's, mine's a mess. I admit it because I've used it to experiment so many times, yeah. <laughs> but whatever it's, it's all right. But I've learned a lot. Um, mine was personal. Then it was business. And then it was personal. And then it was a mix. Now it's business. My engagement's horrible. But what I have done is I, I don't want to maintain two accounts. If I see yeah. something for my house, I don't want to switch accounts. So mm-hmm. what I do is I have all of my personal boards are secret. Uh, okay. Right. So you can have all your recipes and if you don't yeah. care if anyone else sees them, just keep them secret. Want to share them with your friends. You can add them to that board. Yeah. But that way it's not going to be attracting people who don't care about your social media yeah. and you don't have to switch accounts. Cause I have got some social media boards and some marketing boards, just mm-hmm. not my own stuff. And then I've got mm-hmm. some personal boards that are like proper personal as in, you know, clothes to <laughs> houses that's sort of thing so sure. yeah I'm gonna have a look at that and I might be dropping you an email to say, oh, <laughs> let me know whether I should or not but honestly yeah. thank you so much I have enjoyed this episode so much and I, I feel like I, I must once I get underway I must get you back on and you can tell me some of <gasps> the more amazing details it would be amazing thank okay. you so much for being on the podcast thank you Oh, wow. I really enjoyed that one. It was so funny, honestly. I, and I, like I said, I've gone back and listened to it because I'm recording this a few weeks after I recorded the original interview. So I always go back and listen to it. So obviously I can remind myself of everything we talked about. And I just can't stop smiling throughout the whole thing because I just, we have so much energy and it's so fun. And I literally am like, what's this? What's this? How do you do this? What, how does this work? And it's so cool because I love it when I learn stuff. I really, really do. And I feel like I give you guys a better episode because I'm asking the questions that maybe as a listener, you're sat there thinking, oh no, what I really need to know is this, Teresa, or can you find out that? So so I loved that. I love the stuff she talked about. And she actually blew my mind in terms of uh, the psychology behind Pinterest and how we use it compared to other things like how we use Instagram or something and how she talked about that you need to maintain a positive aspect when you're posting, not posting, posting or pinning. Let's say pinning. So you need to maintain a kind of positive spin on it when you're putting your pins up. And also that she talked about the use of hashtags and the use of consistency. So I just thought that was an amazing episode. I really enjoyed it. It's definitely one that I know is going to make a difference to me because I'm going to be able to put some of this stuff in place. So you can come and find my Pinterest board, but I can assure you at the moment, it's probably still full of recipes and Christmas stuff. So I will definitely put on my other social medias when I am using that platform with gusto because you know me, I don't do anything unless I'm going to do it really well. So anyway, that is it for this week. If you've enjoyed today's episode, I would love it so very much if you would think about doing a five-star review on iTunes for me. I would be so grateful. Really do appreciate. I love reading the comments. I love receiving the DMs. And I just love hearing from you. Also, if there's ever a question that you've sat there and thought, yeah, great episode, but what about this one thing? Then by all means, ask me. I'm here for you. I genuinely mean that. 
you know, I'm not doing this just to talk to myself every week. I'm here for you. I want to help you. Tell me what you need and I will make sure I get the best person and we tell you the answers. So anyway, have an awesome week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast with Teresa Heath-Waring from TeresaHeathWaring.com. 